Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week, as always, by my good friends, Mr. Charles Boda. Hello. And Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. All right, this week, we are going to talk about the pros and cons of the Disney Dining Plan. Uh, arguably, uh, one of the most popular uh, package, uh, package add-ons you're going to get uh, for a Disney package. People love the Disney Dining Plan. Um, it is a really popular add-on to your Disney uh, Disney vacation package. But there are pros and cons on both sides, and we thought this would be a good time to discuss it. Now, before we get into the pros and cons, for those not familiar with the dining plan, let me give you a brief rundown. There are three versions of the Disney dining plan that you can add to a Disney vacation package. The quick service plan, which includes two quick service meals, so anything counter service, if there's a server and a table, it doesn't count. Uh, two snacks and one refillable drink mug. That is $52.50 per day for adults and $23.78 per day for children ages 3 through 9. Uh, the regular dining plan includes one table service meal, one quick service meal, two snacks, and the refillable mug. That's $75.49 for adults, $27.98 for children ages three through nine. And then there's the deluxe dining plan, which is three meals, it can be any combination of table service and quick service, two snacks, one refillable mug, $116.25 per day for adults, $43.49 per day for children. So I wanted to make sure we establish that before we get in because some of what appears on our list uh, kind of references that. Mm-hmm. So. Let's start off with the pros. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to start with, let's start off with the pros. Um, number one thing we hear about the Disney Dining Plan and the reason people love it, convenience. Uh, first of all, this is kind of baked into your package. So um, you have paid for this. If you've done a Disney package and you've put the Dining Plan on there, you have paid for this roughly 30, 45 days before you arrive at Disney World. So you're not worried about budgeting for food while you're there and you know as someone who likes to pay off some of the more expensive aspects of his vacations before i get there so i'm not having to factor that in i get that convenience yeah you know Uh, there's also a convenience as to um kind of like price guilt when you're picking something from a menu when you're paying for it out of pocket and not using the disney dining plan where this as long as it you know is part of the dining plan you can order something and not feel like oh well this is $10 more than this item or whatever, you can kind of pick what you just really want instead of really gauging the price because it's already paid for. Yeah, especially if you're a first-timer, it's near impossible to figure out exactly what your dining budget would be if you're not using a dining plan. And so there are a lot of variables there, and that leads to a lot of stress because you've got, you know, like your merchandise budgets and any of the other little places you spend money, but you don't have anything to go off to know how much you're going to eat or how much you're going to spend on average with your family. So it's all one big question mark. This kind of takes that stress away from you. Now, uh, another big uh, plus for the uh, the Disney Dining Plan is that includes the refillable mug. These are available at the resorts and whatever quick service location is there at the resort. But that is only the only place you can use your refillable mug. Uh, These do not work in the parks. These would be a much, much bigger 
value mm-hmm. if they worked in the parks. Now, if you were going to do that on your own, I believe the refillable mugs are about eighteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know, load them. You know, if you're in the resorts for breakfast um, and you know, or during the day, being able to refill those mugs with soda, Gatorade, uh, 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 iced tea, things like that. I- I also think it's a free Disney souvenir uh, if you're getting the dining plan anyways. and you, I um, have many, 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 yeah. many of those. If you look at any Disney Parks fans' like cupboards, there's probably at least four or five of those refillable mugs in there. Well, you know, it used to be that, um, you know, they told you when you bought the refillable mug it was only for your length of stay. But there was no way of enforcing that. So people would bring them back and use them on multiple trips. Then they went with the RFID-enabled mm-hmm. cups mm-hmm. so that it reads the cup every time you put it down. And it knows when you're checking out. And that cup no longer works after that date. So that was kind of a thing. But uh, you you don't think the refillable mugs are any good? No. Um, for somebody like me... Just because you're bitter. For, uh, well, bitterness goes into it. I am bitter, and so I drink bitter. So it's a lot of coffee um, or water. Those are the two. I stay hydrated. I stay caffeinated. Um, but I don't like sodas. And I did Gatorade. I'm not a huge fan of either. But you can put coffee and water into the refillable mugs. Canya is the, sure coffee. Yeah. Is coffee inclusive in that? I mm-hmm. thought it was yeah. only sodas no. and stuff. I think no. so. Yeah. Okay. Any anything any beverage that's going to be on the, um, you know, counter. that counter area mm-hmm. is fair game. And yeah. you know, while it's not the bottled water per se, that you know, you're not going to get bottled water with that. But every one of the soda dispensers has the water. Yeah, the water button, and you can just get water from that. Well, yeah, but you don't need a refillable mug for to get water, right? You can just True. get yeah. water regardless. Um, but yeah, the, one of the things I don't like about it too is because it's at the resorts. Um, uh, Steve actually brought this up as well. Is the you're going to go into a park day? It's breakfast, and you fill it up with soda or you fill it up with something, and it, it's like um, it kind of tricks you into starting out your day. With a gigantic container of soda or something else like that, you know. Um, so I'm just, well, I mean, I, I understand the value and I understand the worth, but to me, it just doesn't seem overly useful. The, the thing I was kind of saying with that is it adds an additional trip back to your room unless mm-hmm. you want to be toting around the refillable mugs that you can't use at the theme parks anyways. So if you go to, to get breakfast, most of the time my family would get breakfast at the quick service yeah, and then go directly from there to the bus here you now have to go back and drop off but your- what a lot of people do is you know if they're getting a soda or something at you know a counter service mm-hmm. in the parks they'll just pour it into their refillable mug to take it with them um i've seen people do that i've done that so um but refillable mug is a big you know it's still an 18 18 thing that gets added to that, that that's included with your dining plan um for 2019, uh, they are now including specialty alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages with the dining plan, mm-hmm. which is a big add because yeah, specialty beverages tend to cost more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they add up quick. Um, so when you factor that in too, if you're somebody who likes, because it will include uh, beer, wine, uh, and certain mixed drinks. Yeah. Um, with the dining plan makes it more of a value. Uh, but then again, for what you're spending, 
We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, another one, uh, another pro that I hadn't thought of that I texted Sean, Sean Falk, who's uh, working hard as one of our Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. Sean at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Um, I, uh, he mentioned that the dining plan includes character dining, uh, which actually will save time from having to meet the character, being in line to meet the characters in the parks, um, which I just hadn't thought about. But he said, you know, for a lot of his clients, that's what he recommends, that if there are certain characters you really want to meet, if you really want that picture with Mickey or Minnie or, you know, the Fab Five or whatever, character dining kind of kills two birds with one stone. You get the meal and you get those pictures with the characters and those autographs from the characters rather than waiting online in the theme park. So I thought that was a that was a good pro. And I'm okay. sure there were more and people right now are screaming at us, well, you're not saying this. But those are the ones we thought of. We'll love to hear your feedback. Podcast at disunplug.com. What you find to be the pros of, uh, and cons of the Disney dining plan. <clears throat> so let's talk about the cons now. The price. Um, as I outlined, at ranging between $52 for quick service and $116 for deluxe per day per person, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of food. Um, and this is especially true, and we talked about this in a, uh, a recent show. Um, and I just lost my... It does this to me all the time. I don't know why. Um, as we talked about in a recent show, uh, when your child goes from being nine years old to ten years old, that price jumps exponentially. Mm-hmm. I will guarantee that nothing magical happens between the ages of nine and ten to change your child's appetite. And so now that's become an even bigger, a bigger factor. So the price in this... It is very difficult, and uh, you know, uh, in speaking with Sean about this too, I wanted to get his input. He mentioned that, in his in his opinion, and I agree with him, that the 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 table service dining plan, the regular dining plan, is the only one where you stand a real shot of getting your money's worth on that plan. That's one table service, one counter service, um, and your snacks. Um. That for quick service and deluxe dining, the amount of food you're going to have to eat in order to get the value back on that is really just more than most. Yeah, and you also are like, it kind of takes the flexibility. I think the flexibility of kind of being able to choose whatever you want is should be the beauty of the dining plan. But it actually kind of takes that away because you can start to feel like, oh, well, if I don't use, if I'm not spending this much or choosing the thing that's valued at the most then I'm not going to be getting my money's worth and then you're not actually getting what you want but what you think is the best value and it yeah. it doesn't kind of really work I don't know it's not really vacation-y to feel like oh I feel like I am obligated to get this just because it's the most expensive well that's one of our other bullet points here is that you're you know it kind of creates the environment where you're forced to eat more than you normally would because, you know, again, especially if you're not a seasoned Disney traveler, if this is maybe your first or second time down here, and in some cases even more than that, I see people that have been many times make this mistake, 
what looks good on paper six months before you do anything and you're sitting at home, what looks good there and what actually works in practice or how you're going to feel. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, in order to get especially the more popular places to eat, you got to know where you want to be six months in advance because you've got to book six months mm-hmm. out in order to get that reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty common to see people with spreadsheets where they've got their entire every single meal plan down. And like the same relaxation that you feel knowing that dining is taken care of and that, that stress reduction, you get stress added on trying to make the, the most of it. And one of the things whether it's the dining plan or not, that I see when people are in the parks and they're not having a good time is that mindset of we spent this much money and so we need to squeeze every dime of magic out of this, otherwise it's not worth it. Whereas sometimes that freewheeling, relaxed attitude is better. The other thing I would bring up too is if, you know, some people actually do take Disney dining vacations where they just come and they just want to eat places. If you're a first timer, you're probably not going to do that. And when you're trying to fit in all these attractions and you're spanning these entire parks and you're walking very quickly and you're trying to get here and here and you're trying to ride this and this, having a full stomach the entire time with a lot of random meals, some of which are not going to sit that great with you, having a full stomach is going to take away from some of that experience. And so you don't want to feel like obligated to eat before you go on an attraction. You don't want to feel obligated to like fit this in on a 90 degree Florida day where maybe the food's not going to sit well and you'd like to wait till later, but we get, we got to make the most cause we already bought well, it. And also you can, if you're not doing the dining plan, you could just say, well, we have the reservation, but I'll just get a salad and a light meal. And it, you know, it, it, it'll just be a, a little version of, of my dinner. I don't need the full thing, but with a dining plan, then you're not then it goes back to not getting your value because you can't you lose that whole flexibility of well I can't really just do appetizers and a salad and call that good because then you know what are you paying for mm-hmm. now Steve's wife brought up something uh that's uh what's her email at I just Dreams? texted Michaela at Dreams Unlimited Travel So it's M I K A Y Y L A Michaela at Dreams Unlimited because she's also an agent uh working for Dreams um, that what she sees a lot of is that um, the, the clients she has that end up not opting to do the dining plan is because um, they want to plan a day to go to Universal or they want to plan a day to go off site. Well, when you book the Disney dining plan, it's for the entire length of stay and it's for everyone in your party. You can't do two people on the dining plan, two people not on the dining plan. If they're on the same reservation in the same room, can't be done. So if there are four of you, all four of you have to have the dining plan and you have to have it for the length of stay. Now, if one of those days already, you know, under ideal circumstances, it's hard to get the The money, the the value for money for the dining plan. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you have an entire day where you're not going to be able to use it because you're at Universal, well, forget it. Now it's not worth it. Right. Unless you're going to do a split stay, which is what we see more and more people do, which is where like four days at Disney, three days at Universal or vice versa. And we're not going to get into Universal's meal plan because. So and my producer isn't even paying attention to me as I talk. (laughs) Um, um, There's nothing good to say about Universal's meal plan. Um, So but that's a big that's a big con mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on this yeah 
I, th- um, I think it goes back to the loss of flexibility. I said it a hundred times, but you know, you can't, I mean, you can go to universal, but like you said, then what are you paying for? But you see now for me, you know, I'm, I am the consummate vacation planner. Um, the entirety of this site was founded on the obsessive way I planned my trips to Disney. And it is how I plan any time I travel. I'm getting ready to go to Europe for two weeks. And I am <laughs> I am planning, trying not to overplan because I can do that really easily. But I am planning it, you know, and I love it. I love it. And I love the feeling that goes along with having done that work and then my family or my friends or whoever's with me get to just enjoy it. They don't have to worry about any of that. I've taken care of all that. And I think for a lot of people, when we talk about, you know, having to plan your meals six months out, that is, you know, while that can be a hassle, it's also part of the fun. Mm-hmm. So, it, I, I and, guess. And for, I'm sorry. And for me, being that way, the way I plan trips, the way I like to do trips, the convenience factor of the dining plan is actually worth real money to me. That it's paid for in advance, that would be the deciding factor for me, personally. That, okay, you know what? This package is paid for. I'm not having to worry about a hotel bill. I'm not having to worry about meals. Because you got to think about, you know, the month after you get back, in comes that credit card bill. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit nicer if you've kind of paid off the meals in installments as you're paying off your package. Mm-hmm. And then when you get here, that's you just don't have to worry about it. And let's be honest, that's a huge weight yeah. mm-hmm. off a lot of people. It's a, you know, I, I like to do stuff like that, whatever. Like a lot of times, especially if I'm staying in an expensive hotel, I like to pay for it, it before I get there. It's like ripping off the Band-Aid of the sticker shock. You can kind of be like, all right, it is what it is, and now we're done with it. Well, you know, $3,000 spent in one week versus that cost spread out over six or seven or eight or 12 months. Yeah, true. It's a lot different impact on your bottom line. Well, a lot of it is how you look at it once you've spent that money, too. And this goes the exact same way with any of your vacation planning, any of your park vacation planning, is once you've spent the money, you've spent the money to enjoy yourself, to be happy, to be stress-free. So don't feel obligated to do things you don't want to do. Listen, if you've already spent that money and you don't eat the entire amount and you don't get your values worth, um, if you had fun and you ate when you wanted to and you managed to, to enjoy yourself, that's what that money was spent for. That money, if you're, if you're trying to get it down to that nickel and dime aspect of it, how much value am I getting for this in the moment, and you're not jo- enjoying your vacation, I think a lot of that is a perspective thing. You've spent the money, now relax. And it's, kind of, it's kind of like the argument we make with, uh, when, people, when people ask me all the time, you know, uh, is it worth the extra money to stay concierge? No. No. If you're looking at it from a dollar-to-dollar standpoint, is what I'm getting from concierge, am I going to be able to quantify that with a dollar figure to justify the increase in price? No. There's a convenience factor. There's a, a, a certain relax, uh, relaxation factor, things like that that go along with staying concierge. But if you're saying, okay, well, the meals I'm going to eat in the concierge lounge, is you know, how much is that going to offset what I spend in the restaurants? If you're looking at it like that, you don't want to spend mm-hmm. the money. Mm-hmm. Okay? You don't want to spend the money. But if the convenience of it is more important to you, then it's worth 
spending extra. And that's anybody going into the dining plan. You have to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. You have to look at it that I may not get dollar for dollar. I may not you know, get exactly every penny I put into this. But, you know, putting, putting some kind of value on the convenience factor, um, I think, is really important. I do think, generally speaking, the dining plan's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Not for everybody. It's not for everybody. But generally speaking, I think it's a good idea. And I agree with Sean when he says table service, you know, the regular Disney dining plan versus quick service or deluxe, that's where you stand the best chance of getting your value. Yeah. The, um, you think about it this way. Instead of thinking, I have to eat this amount because that's what I've paid for, think about, I've paid this much, which means I can eat up to this amount. I can eat, that, mm. that's the maximum that I can eat. It's not the required amount that I can eat. I've paid for it. So I can eat up to this amount. Um, and, you know, once again, you take it back to, are you having fun? Do you get to eat during the day when you want to? Yeah, if you don't make everything back, well, that's fine. You didn't use every single thing, but you had the ability to eat when you wanted to or how much you wanted to. Yeah. Okay. So there it is. That's our pros and cons of the Disney dining plan. And I'm sure there's plenty that we missed. So uh, we're going to revisit this again, but we'd like to revisit it with your Thoughts and Comments podcast at disunplugged.com and just put pros and cons of the Disney Dining Plan in the subject line so we can easily spot these and we will put them together and we will do another show based on your feedback on the pros and cons of the Disney Dining Plan. That will do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Have a great week, everybody.